Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. All right, thanks, Deep Throaty Guy. Uh, welcome to Affording College. I'm Aaron Green, host of Affording College and founder of College Liftoff. College Liftoff is a college planning firm. I started to provide solutions for anyone and everybody that has college planning needs. Our mission is to secure teens' brightest future and save them and their families thousands of dollars in the process. We work with teens throughout the entire college planning process, starting with personalized one-on-one career development work. From there, we find the best schools to match our students' chosen career paths and interests. Then, we offer support through the entire missions process. Next, we work with families' budgets to find the price that makes sense for their child's education, all while ensuring it's the right fit. Today, we are Ohio's premier college planning firm, and we strive to save time, stress, and money when it comes to your child's higher education. So that's a little background on myself and College Liftoff and why I do this podcast. I really want to offer families some solid advice when it comes to planning for college and higher education because there's so much misinformation out there. The purpose of this podcast is to dispel all the myths that we really need to help families. And on a side note, the voice of our intro, the Deep Throaty Guy, is actually the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, uh, he actually does all of the... All the work actually inside Nationwide Arena, and the Blue Jackets are on kind of like an awesome historic run right now, and um, they're too stressful for me to watch because I have four kids, and um, like that's enough stress on its own to say the least because all the, <laughs> the Blue Jackets <laughs> like getting into these games where they're like every single one of them is actually going in overtime and everything like that, but they're on an awesome run. So I'm sitting here today with Paige. Hey, Aaron. What's up? How you doing? Good. And I'm sitting here with Emma as well. Hello. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the summer and what summer is like and why, <laughs> let's just put it plainly, like why we shouldn't waste it <laughs> um, and why we shouldn't be taking a break on college planning for the summer. In fact, we should be ramping this up even more. There's so much wasted time, <laughs> let's say, in a, and I'm saying that in a nice way, trying to at least, that we could be doing so much more uh, – in all aspects for college planning, because we don't have anything to compete against in the summer. So just one of the things that we were even chatting for, charting about before this was just like even how do we best utilize college visits? A lot of our families are scared to do college visits because there are no students there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's one of the concerns that I get a lot from families is that, well, what we're not going to get like the real feel of the college if it's not packed with all the kids walking around in between classes. But the thing that you really want to remember when you're on a college visit is, yes, you do want to get the vibe of the campus and make sure it's right overall and that you're going to be comfortable so you can be successful as a student there, all that kind of stuff. But what you really want to make sure of first before you even get on campus is what do you want to major in, right? So like what do you want to do as a career? And that goes back to doing career development work, which we'll get into later, which is a great thing to spend your summer doing. Um, But before you go on those visits, you want to have a direction, right? You want to know what you're actually going there for and already have some sort of an idea of what the campus has in store for you once you get there. Have great questions developed for people that are actually in the major that like teach in the major or academic advisors in the major that you want to go into Um, because they're there over the summer, right? Like these teachers live there. Yeah, (laughs) they have a job. Exactly. (laughs) You know, jobs (laughs) go all year round. Exactly. And so they're around and a lot of times not as busy to talk to you guys in the summer when you're there on visits. Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, in my years at Florida State, I worked in the English department as an undergraduate, 
And, you know, during the school year, during the academic year, there were t- professors in and out. But, you know, typically they were like, ah, where are the dittos that I need to do my class? Because it was the ditto era. Um, but now, you know, during the summer, they would they would just linger a little bit more. They had mm-hmm. a little more time. It was a little more relaxed. And I guarantee that when students came in to ask about doing an English degree at Florida State, there was always a professor or two or seven hanging around who could spend some time chatting with them because – you know, summer is easy, especially mm-hmm. in hot Florida. So <laughs> there's good air conditioning in the office. People were just hanging. Yeah. So. <laughs> if you find an air conditioned room in the middle of Florida, exactly. you're you in just, good shape. You stay there. You stay there. <laughs> yeah. But that's the major point of the whole thing about visiting campus. It's not to go see the pretty campus. Mm-hmm. The internet can help you with that today. Like exactly. you don't really need to, to do that aspect. It's really about going and sitting down with exactly what you both said, which is sitting down with a faculty member for the program you're planning going into, spend some time in that building, wandering around that building. I always love to just go sit. And if I have a kid that's doing a college tour and we go see if this kid's interested in like supply chain management or whatever, and we need to go see the business school, go wander around the business school. You're going to spend two plus years in this building alone. You need to fill out this building. Like, can I see myself here? Because how many times have you been in a place where it's just like, you know what? Blech. Like, I just yeah. can't be here. Right. Well, you've got some time to be able to freely do that in the summer where all the classrooms aren't filled and mm-hmm. you can actually, you know, take the time to more or less wander and ask really great questions and you'll have a faculty members full attention. Exactly. That's the point. Like, don't be afraid of not seeing all the students there. That's not, that's not going to add to anything. I could tell you. Ohio State is a busy campus. Okay, that's done. <laughs> like if you've walked around downtown of any city, you'll, you'll kind of understand how it feels. Mm-hmm. You're not missing anything if you don't walk around there. But if you go to a smaller campus, especially with four, five, 6,000 students, you wouldn't even know the difference between the summer and the, and the regular year, practically. It really wouldn't even be too much of a change. Mm-hmm. Completely true. So, And also, the, this is a really important point. Don't confuse a vacation with a college visit. Mm-hmm. Like, you really don't want to confuse the two. If you're going on vacation, go on vacation. Like, don't go on vacation to go do college tours. Uh, there are times and places to be able to go do college visits and things like that. And again, you can use the summer for them, but make sure that they're dedicated visits to go talk to faculty members mm-hmm. and things like that, as we're talking about. Don't just go to California and just be like, oh, we can hit 12 campuses along the way. Go enjoy your time in California. Right. You know, it's. That's really the case. Maybe if if a California school happens to be on your list, different story, right? But you know the reason that you're going there yeah. before you're going there. Again, like you, you have to do proper planning for those college visits to say, is this a school that is good at my major academically? Is this something that is going to make sense for me to go explore and not figure out, oh, well, I like the campus. And then later I'm just going to decide on what my major is like down the road, right? <laughs> That's the backwards way to do it. If, if it happens that one of the schools on your list, like you said, Aaron, is along potentially your vacation plan lines, then great. Awesome. Go check it out while you're out there. Save some money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, spend spend your time like in California. Enjoy your time in North Carolina. Go to the beach. Yeah. Go to the mountains. Do whatever it is that fits you. That's funny. I've heard the same thing about UNC Asheville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. The mountains are so gorgeous. It's a liberal arts school. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't have that many majors. It, it does have engineering, homie. No. Like, it, like no. it, I don't know what to tell you. Remember like, that year of research you did to determine that you want to be a mechanical engineer? Yeah. <laughs> Are you changing career paths to go study English or psychology or philosophy or yeah. something like that? Like, 
you're not going to get the same thing out of these two programs. Right. So we really kind of have to rethink that. Right. Not knocking people who want to study English. No, not at all. If there's a reason for you to go do it. You can't change it because you like the mountains. Exactly. That's the point. (laughs) I'll just figure it out when I'm there. (laughs) That's the thing we want to avoid. But that's getting into the other part of the summer we need to be using the summer for, which you started hitting on to, Emma, which is, you know, there's a lot of college planning work that needs to be done. And, you know, nine months out of the year, there's school, there's practice, there's all this stuff going on, and we do it then. But, man, there's three months out of the year where that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So why in the world aren't we doing more of this over the summer? I, you know, the summer should be our busiest season, to be honest with you. We should have more kids coming through our program in the summer or starting in the summer because, man, we've got the ability to be able to meet with them from 9 a.m. to 7, mm-hmm. not just like from 3 to 7, mm-hmm. more or less. Uh, we can get a lot more done because there is no what's – the, what's the best way of putting this? No um, – Mental, mental competition mm-hmm. between the things you need to be doing as far as researcher programs, which take work. I mean, it takes work to be able to do that effectively. And calculus. You know what I mean? Like, we're not battling the two things at the same time, which, again, can be done. And we do it every day mm-hmm. in the same sense that, like, our kids do have planning work that they have to do in the year. But mercy can be so much more easier done in the summer. Absolutely. I would say my kids who come in earlier on and even if it is like if they come in in the summer they're just a lot more relaxed I feel like about Mm -hmm. the whole process they feel good they're excited to have those meetings whereas when you're balancing AP tests and calculus and your tennis lessons and your speech team and your whatever then you've just got a lot of things in your brain that you can't possibly dedicate as much time as you probably wish that you could to planning for your future yep yeah, it's completely true. And if you have to cut out of cheerleading early in order to get to a meeting with us, mm-hmm. you're just not really in a good headspace because yeah, you know you know that you owe people your time mm-hmm. in another area. And during the summer, you know, I love to be able to tell you during the summer, let's really look at Georgia Tech. You say you're interested. Let's really like open those videos. Let's do the research that we, we like to do. And you are going to be far more happy about spending an hour and a half looking through videos and trying to figure out um, areas of research interest and whether or not you could do an internship at some place that you've heard about is, you know, as a good spot. Um, if you're not like ready to go to practice or you need to spend time doing your calculus homework. So, I mean, we, we talk about all the time. We spend 40 hours with every one of our kids just in career development work. I mean, that 40 hours is a lot shorter if we do in the summer mm-hmm. versus trying to extend it throughout the year because of the reason you just described. I mean, your headspace <laughs> is not exactly devoted to one thing or another if you're constantly being shifted from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. And so in that same vein, I mean, we're not competing against other things um, such as sports. And it, even talking about like the going from junior to senior year, I, I There are a lot of things that have to happen in the summer between that because you start application season that summer. And I tell our new families this all the time. You want to start this stuff as early as you can because you don't want to be doing three things at once, three major things. A lot of our kids play fall sports Mm -hmm. uh, in some form or another. And marching band is just as much of a fall sport if you're out there listening and your kids does marching band. That's just as much a fall sport. You don't want to do application work the sport and school at the same time. That's a recipe for absolute disaster. Mm -hmm. And test prep. And research in general. Like if you start and if you're a senior and you come on in August and you really just now start thinking about your college planning work, then you have to do 
research at the same time that you're doing application stuff. So you have to be doing the pieces of the Common App that you know you can do no matter where you end up applying and writing your essay. And imagine if you had taken a step back a couple months and done that in or started that process in June. Then you could really give the research the time that it deserves so that you're not doing yourself a disservice, right? Yeah. Because that you don't want the research to take a back seat to, well, I got to make sure that my application essay is really, really good. If you start that stuff earlier, then you've got time. And here's the thing. You cannot skip the school research. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Like I, there are no shortcuts here. Like it's, it, and this is part of the thing. When we start a kid off in our program, it doesn't matter if you start in your sophomore year or at the beginning of your senior year you got to do the same amount of stuff because you can't skip it. Mm-hmm. You can't just automatically say, well, let's just find four schools to go to. Then, then why even bother? Why in the world even bother doing this? Right. If you're going to go that, that way of buying a house, then you probably shouldn't be buying a house. You, you wouldn't do that. You've got to think of this in the same way. Mm-hmm. And, and to really even to drive the point home, our kids are these, this busy because we want them to get into the best school for them. So don't sacrifice the best school for them for the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. So take a step back and let's reevaluate our time and what it's being appropriated for and really make sure that we're using and doing that research wisely. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, there's all sorts of things that have to be done. We talk a lot about the essay work that has to be done in the summer. Your essay is actually a wild card in this. Like if, if you can have great grades, a great GPA, um, really strong test scores, if your essay looks like it was written by a six-year-old, then you got a problem. <laughs> right. And it's one of the things I like about the way we structure things on our timeline. If you are currently working with us as, um, as a rising senior, we are asking you to complete your Common App essay um, prior to August 1st. Why are we doing that? Like we have a very specific date in mind and it's August 1st. And the reason why is because the Common App opens um, on August 1st. So you can sit down and start filling out like your mother's maiden name and mm-hmm. where you were born and all of those things on, on August 1st. And so you have an entire summer and indeed you actually have all of your spring semester of your junior year to work on this Common App essay because the prompts have been coming out earlier and earlier. I think this year they were out in mid-January. Yeah. So there's no reason not to have done that work before you ever put your name on the application. If you get your application done and it doesn't take very long, you can get it out of the way in a few hours. Then you can move on to the supplemental essays that you'll need to complete for all of the schools you're applying to. And honestly, if you actually structure things properly, you can have 85 to 90 percent of this done before school starts your senior year. And I... I don't know. I just know how busy our seniors were this year. Mm -hmm. Every single student that I worked with had a million other things to do. I think it would have been a huge weight off their shoulders not to have to worry about applying for all of these schools and and also looking for scholarships and, oh, remembering to give my dad my W-2 because he's going to help me with the FAFSA. And there was just a lot for our students to focus on. So let us help you take some of that out of the beginning of your senior year. So you can like enjoy a football game on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or enjoy playing it. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Matter, and all the practice goes into it. Exactly. One of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten about our practice is I had a family who did this the way we designed it. Did all the work early, got everything done the way it was supposed to, structured it. The greatest compliment I've ever gotten from and it came from them was I actually enjoyed it. I actually loved finding the right school for my kid mm-hmm. and going through the whole process of this because – 
It's supposed to be. Your kid's going off to the next level. They're really finding a school and a program that they really love. They said it was actually fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't hard. Fe- there weren't hard feelings to go along with this. They rode through this thing together because it was structured. They did everything on time. And it was all in a way that just made the most sense. And when you can do that, honestly, it's ridiculous on how much better you will feel. Mm-hmm. It won't be this constant struggle and this constant stress back and forth in your own home, whether it be over the, the school choice, the, 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 the major, the money. If you do it right, you won't have to worry about any of it. Right. If you do it on time and you do it early. And again, you're not stacking it against stuff. And that's really the main part. Even for our kids that are in their younger years, like most of them have not just one sport, but two. If you play a fall sport, you probably play a winter or a spring. Mm-hmm. That means that's honestly like six months out of the year. That's kind of gone because you've got that heavy sport plus school. Plus, you still have to do some manner of whether it be test prep or college prep or anything like that mm-hmm. that goes along with that. So utilize the stuff early. And even like talking about um, job shadowing and, and internship work that you could be doing over the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want you to have to leave your like your Tuesday classes in order to go to a great shadowing opportunity. Yeah. I'd much rather that you take time during the summer, take Tuesday afternoon and spend time shadowing and then come home and I don't know, watch more Gilmore Girls or whatever <laughs> that you're going to do. <laughs> So was my everyday head, summer exactly. in high head off to the pool girls, to be honest. <laughs> so, but it's just so much easier. And then you can think about it. You don't have to like think about it on the drive home and then compartmentalize it because mm-hmm. again, you have AP history homework that is, you know, sitting there waiting to be done, or you're worried about the three classes you missed in order to make the shadowing opportunity happen. Mm-hmm. Or even more likely, you didn't get to do the shadowing opportunity because you're course load is so heavy that you couldn't see a way to actually leave for the day right. so yeah and you like i think what you said too is important about like taking the time to not have to compartmentalize it like you can let this stuff stew and think about like when you're you're not as stressed about other things it can leave you time to think about all of like the great experiences that you have the research that you did and i think you always say aaron like take time to let things kind of simmer Right. Like just think about those majors that you looked at and make sure that it feels like the the right fit for you. And if you're trying to cram all that in, then you don't have the luxury of making sure like I feel good about this on a day to day basis, month to month basis. You just have to make that decision in a a couple of months if you do it in senior year. Yeah, you're right. Right. It's got to settle with you Mm -hmm. and you you have to be able to feel that out long term. And that that really goes to like the job shadowing stuff in the summer that we try to set up for our kids, because, you know, as I get a lot of parents that ask me, well, can they do it after school or after work? Like, no. Do you go to work after after, after work? work? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no. If you want if you want a student to see what the work world looks like, they have to go to it at the time the work world happens, which is nine to five. And you've got to be able to see that stuff in, in action in order to really get a good feel for it. And again, just kind of let it sink in mm-hmm. without competing headspace. Right. And that's really the key. That's in the end what the summer is really used for. Let's stop competing against other things and like do the things we need to do in order to get you really ready for, for college. Mm-hmm. So any last parting words of wisdom we need to give to a family out there about the, the summer? Um, I would mention that, it, again, if you're working already with College Liftoff and you're working with an advisor, your advisor can help you sort of tailor your summer and, and help you figure out what your summer should look like. And that may be helping you find a great internship 
or it might help you find a job that um, that is in your interest area. Or it's just the, you know, the everyday sitting down kind of thing that you do um, during your um, college left off appointments where you come in and you do some more research. But the nice thing is that they can help you identify if you're an athlete, you know, which camp should you be looking at? What should you be doing to uh, make sure that your um, coaches are helping you get in front of the right people. Mm-hmm. That's all stuff that College Left Off is really great at helping with, but only if you have come to us. Like we, we, can't, <laughs> yeah. we can't help you do all of this if you come in the like late in the summer, your senior year. So we, there's just a lot of opportunity cost yeah. there. So. Yeah, and we do work with kids that do come in there. And, all the time. And it's, it's never too late to do this right. It can be a lot. Better if we come in earlier. <laughs> right. It can be a lot less stressful, a lot less time crunched. So that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the overall message. At the end of the day, it's not it's not too late for you ever. There's always hope. There's always ways to turn things around, get it together. But think about how much happier you'll be if you give yourself extra time. You don't wait till the last second. Absolutely. Exactly. The other thing I wanted to mention, and we should probably put this further back into the podcast, but um, I wanted to mention that. While we have a two-year timeline that we share with our families, knowing if you know what your own schedule looks like, you know that um, that gives us a lot of flexibility about when we get things done. So while we say this is something we do in the spring of your junior year, if you are a busy person, there's no and you've come in and started working with us as a freshman or sophomore, we can front load that. We can yeah. do it during your off seasons. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. students who are going to be incredibly busy. Um, they have a swim season or a dive season or a water polo season or anything else that takes up in a tremendous amount of time during the summer before senior year. We just know that they're going to fit things in at different times in the year. And that's the beauty of coming in early because we have a lot of flexibility. And indeed, we do have students who come in and we see them at the beginning of their their busy um, athletic season. And then we may not see them for a few months because we've gotten enough done. We know where they are. You know, we might have a, a check-in on the phone or an email, but we don't need to see them all of that time because they've already gotten a lot of work done. They've mm-hmm. had that time. Yep. Yep. Love it. No, those are all absolutely all true. One of the things to quickly point out to, and you said this earlier, Paige, just about um, what we, actually we were all saying it about the opportunities you do, especially from the job shadowing piece. And this is something we'll get into in a later podcast, but it's we, we we're at a point with our students where it's not about per se being well-rounded. You have to find opportunities that are directed towards the area you're going into. And that's kind of vital today. So if we talk about this a lot, like our med-based students, they all volunteer local hospitals. Mm-hmm. All of our engineers have to find something engineering related. Shoot, actually, I was we were walking around COSI the other day. I'm like, man, more of our engineers should be working at COSI in the summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. like that's those are the things that we should be pointing our kids to doing mm-hmm. because they have a direction. Mm-hmm. We we already start catering their curriculum like that when when they start with us earlier. Right. I mean, we're advising them to do that. So that's important that you really need to be taken up in the summer as well and making sure that you find areas that are pinpointed to the areas that you're planning on going into so way we can put it on your resume and thus putting on your college application to show that you're pretty devoted to whatever mm-hmm. it is that topic you're going into. Right. You can't just be cheer captain and the yearbook editor and the president of the student body just because you want to. They have to be directed towards that. If you want to go into engineering, what is being on your book going to help you with? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I was president of the science club. Oh, look at yeah. you. Yeah, I, was, I went from playing like 
big time Division One football to being president of the Science Club <laughs> nice. at, at Division One football in high school. But yeah, that's, that was literally my journey. Nice. <laughs> so. Look at you, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like one at that point. <laughs> I bet but, your knees feel better though. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. that is true. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get my first concussion until I was a dad. <laughs> That's true. I hit my head on a banister. Oh, my God. <laughs> I nearly knocked myself out cold. Those helmets were doing something then. Yeah. That's good. Ten years of banging my head against uh, d- offensive and defensive linemen and never it didn't hit me hard as I hit, hit my head on a banister. Nice. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> and as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to email us at hello at collegeliftoff.com. You can also reach us at 614 614- Three two nine six six three three. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the social media stuff on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Uh, just type in College Liftoff and you'll you'll find us. Also, for more info, please go to collegeliftoff.com. That's where all our blogs are housed. Same thing with our podcasts. And you can always subscribe. And please do subscribe to Affording College wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, wherever it may be. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time. College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at Aaron at collegeliftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit collegeliftoff.com.